0: Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, second podcast of the week. It was nice having Chris Miller yesterday, but just you and I today.
1: Yep, Glad to got get, him out of here.
0: <laughs> got him out of here. I had a good time talking to him. It's funny, you said to him, he said to you before we started, how long are we going? And you said, just wait and see. It's going to yeah. go a lot faster than you think. And I think he was surprised how long that went. But everyone that sits in here says the same thing. No commercial breaks, which I nope. think is scary for a lot of guys that do talk radio and go, well, at least I know every 10 minutes or 20 minutes at the most, I get to have a break. Mm-hmm. But to say, we're just going to go straight through, like Darren Smith was here like three hours. It's yeah. like was, was kind of surprised how fast it went. But I think we all feel that way, that it goes really, really quick.
1: Well, and it's also different for those guys because they're used to being the guy asking the question. They're yeah. not used to having the question asked of them. But I like it. It's just conversation just guys talking about when he talked about sandy hook and talked about some of those different things john mccain and uh some of those other things yeah i liked it Uh, i just think he's a guy that does radio really really well and and i like being around people like that just people that get it people that really do it People that practice want to get better. Yeah, I liked it. And so uh, I appreciate everybody who chimed in.
0: As a guy that's been, you know, of course, a radio fan for a while and has, has you know, followed it and had a career in it, uh-huh. you look at guys that do the talk format or do the AM format, I should mm-hmm. say, even. Because we always think talk is AM, even though it's not always the case. When you see guys who voice track FM and music and yep. everything – do you feel like those guys are cheating on the paycheck kind of a deal? Like, dude, it doesn't take a lot. They aren't the content of the, the show, of their talent. Like, how many FM guys do you go, that guy is extremely talented? Or do you think it's the music that makes their career?
1: Yeah, there's not many left. The problem is, Dave, these guys, like Mark Coppola. Mark Coppola, Knights now on KGB. Yeah. Voice track. A lot of those guys, Bromo and Gunner and some of these other guys, all voice track. They really don't have a choice, they're told wherever they're based, Cincinnati, Ohio. Look, part of your deal is, and I don't know what they make, but it's not a whole lot of money. Um, you're going to voice track. You're going to be the afternoon guy in Cincinnati. You're going to be the morning guy in Akron, and you're the overnight guy in uh, Detroit. Yeah. And so then you have to go into a room. Hey, how about that Tiger game last night? <laughs> They beat up the Browns, or uh, they, they beat up the Indians, excuse me. Hey, bummer about the Indian game last night. How do you lose to the Tigers? And that's the way the job is. These guys aren't, they're not yeah. looking to do it. Not for the money they make. Their boss tells them. Believe me, they want to do one show and be done. And you voice tracking it, never, it never sounds natural.
0: Yeah. I'm well, with you. I mean, then it comes down to you play the hits. Basically, yeah. you play the hits and you move on. There's some FM guys that, that we know that are in San Diego, but also mm-hmm. drive up to Los Angeles and do stuff, mm-hmm. and they make a tremendous amount of money. You know, when you're talking a big market like L.A., where San Diego basically is their their secondary market, there's some pretty good money in it. But as well,
1: if they were making that great of money, they'd give up San Diego.
0: Okay, here we go. I'll throw a guy at you right now, yeah. Jesse Lozano.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you Star- don't think he makes Zona. really
0: good money up in Los Angeles with Kiss? I mean that's one oh two seven. That's a huge station.
1: Yeah, what shift is he? Where is he?
0: I don't know where he's at. Does I just know mean? he's he... doing
1: mornings here. Yeah. So he's doing mornings. So he's
0: probably making good money here. Probably a couple hundred thousand here. Plus well, uh, plus KISS FM.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good dude, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: not I'm not taking a shot at him. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not you've a bad always, gig if you can get it.
1: You've always shot high on money though. People always like. You laugh think at... that's high for, for, for yes. San Diego
0: mornings? Yes. Oh, I don't think
1: so. Uh, yes.
0: Okay, I'm curious. You yeah. think that's high? Two hundred thousand. You think a so high? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. For yeah.
0: What do you? Okay, here you go. Well, let's go all the way to the top then. We know Richards was making the most, and probably still makes the most. Yeah. What do you think Richards makes?
1: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They the show the, the rumored number was. It's never bothered me.
0: Yeah. No. 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 I'm not talking to yeah. bother you, but you kind of want to know if you're in the market and the same. You're, you're in the same Look, union kind of a deal.
1: Yeah. The funny thing to me over there is how is Eddie and those guys taking it? Yeah. Because they were the pretty girl on the school bus for the last seven years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden uh, they're not. They're number two. And now when it's like, hey, we're going to need you to step aside because here comes Rickards and Cookie. Yeah. And, And that to me is always the bigger challenge because you're already fragile anybody who does it is already fragile and now when you have really done an amazing job over there as as those guys have done um and it's just like hey yeah thanks what have you done for me lately here come the billboards for Dave and and look Dave earned all that yeah Dave's got all that Dave's a legit guy but um but believe me I I would be <clears throat> lying if I, if I didn't think there was some hurt feelings in that building oh yeah
0: I completely would guess that's the point kind of like what we were saying before they officially made that announcement if I'm the guys over there at the show I'm thinking don't hire those guys we become the number one morning show in San Diego when you look at the ratings Mm -hmm. and down the road we're the ones that hopefully are making the big money when the contract comes up and we're leveraging with intercom to possibly go over to one of their stations and this is where we all get rich
1: yeah but There's a difference between being known as the show. There's a difference between DSC. Yeah. Because the D is Dave. And the show could be anybody. And that's a very... Costa was part of that. Didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. It's a very clear channel radio management thing to do. The drive. Yeah. All that stupid shit. (laughs) Never allow it to be about the personality.
0: It's like the NFL where they don't want you taking your helmet off because yeah. they don't want the faces to be the star. Yeah. They want it to be the NFL logos.
1: Yeah, that that was kind of a big deal over there. Look, I don't know. Maybe I I haven't been in that building in, in more than two years. Maybe they all get along great. Maybe they all look at it and say, hey, we're all rowing in the same direction and we're trying to save the iHeart brand. And Dave coming here, working with us. Hell, it keeps the San Diego cluster in, in business, which would not be a bad way of thinking about it. No. But when you have been kind of the featured show for a while, and then, no pun intended, and then somebody else comes in, it's an adjustment. But I like all those guys, man. Eddie and Thor. I don't really know Sky that well. But Eddie and Thor are good dudes. They, it probably sucks early on. They'll be fine.
0: All right. So here's something interesting as, mm-hmm. as you talk about the business of radio and how things change. Okay, so... Radio was what I think most people thought it was. Even if you wanted the business, you had a pretty good idea. You could go station to station, market to market. You could find a job. It was different ownership everywhere. Yeah. And then around 2000, J-Corp comes in. Mm-hmm. And J-Corp comes and they start buying every station they can get. And they, I believe seven was your limit per market. J-Corp turned into Clear Channel, which is now iHeart. And it was interesting when we talked to Merrill yesterday that he said it, it, that was, those days are over. That basically iHeart's trying to sell stations off that don't make money. And now it's intercom that's sitting there mm-hmm. trying to say we can go with that same plan too, but we can make it work as close yeah. to a monopoly as possible. It seems like a weird time, doesn't it, to purchase radio stations when you see how successful podcasts are and different avenues the way people are listening.
1: Yeah, but the problem is, as much bad radio is there's a hundred times more bad podcast. No, I I, I understand I that, but it you. only
0: take it only takes one or two for people to
1: fall into. Sure. But but it's still much easier to find a radio show than it is to find a podcast. I think you're gonna you're gonna. It's in my opinion, it's much easier to fall into Ben and Woods on 1090 because you're used to it, or maybe you're listening to the Padre game and you fall into Cilio, than it is falling into the Joe Rogan Experience or falling into the Corolla Show or falling into Dave and Jeff. Anything else?
0: Do you well, subscribe to our podcast? No. Okay. That's funny because I'll tell you right now, I subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as it's over, okay, and we're done, we will get a notice right there on your phone. Dave yeah. and Jeff show is available. All they That's do is cool. click. I mean, it's easy to, to click on as it is to get an iHeart app or to, oh, nice. you know what I'm saying? It It's not, there's no searching on the radio. It's just right there. You just push the button when you're ready to go.
1: Yeah. But, but I still feel like people had to come find us originally and yeah. now it's there. And people are lazy. People are lazy. Um, What's funny is, this is what's really fascinating to me, is watching people that I like, that I know, that talk about podcasting, that can't figure it out. Yeah. And the problem that I have found, and we've kind of chatted about this before, is I feel like people treat podcasting like it's the lowest form when they should treat it like it's the highest form. Because if you're not compelling within a minute, people are going to leave. Yeah. So I don't know why so many of these shows act like they just got up from a three hour nap to start it. Like they're so cool. And Hey, what's up? You know, know, I wasn't, I'm not really into doing a podcast. Well, good. Then I'm not going to listen. Exactly. I'm not really into listening. And, uh, there's somebody I really, really like who, and and it's funny. As as much as I like her, I've never met her, but we know each other um, through social media, and we've we've connected. And her name is Brookman Binkowski, and she's the daughter of Bruce Binkowski, but she is the former managing editor of Snopes, S N O P E S. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The website that used to always tell you truth or false. Okay. Kind of the fact-checking website. She now is kind of thinking about doing a podcast, and so she posted something up and said, "Hey, how do I do it?" And you know, how do I find advertisers? And so I reached out to her and I said, "Look, they don't happen simultaneously." And I would put this out for any of you. Yeah, you have to come out of the gate, and you have to be good. And then you have to be good tomorrow. And then you have to be good the day after that. And now people start talking about you and do whatever you do that clears a path and gets you away from everybody else. And if you come on, you're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Nobody cares. You suck. You're not that good. You are the co-pilot on a drive, a commute, whether it's a 20-minute commute or an hour. And you better be fucking entertaining and that's why like, when I see a guy like Stacy Taylor, who I love, goes, oh, I don't know. Yes, you do. Be entertaining. Be compelling. Be good. Give me a fucking reason to listen. Because if you don't, I won't be there. And you're not going to get any advertisers. And then you're going to sit there and look around. So what I said to Brooke was, I said, look, you kind of stir the pot a little bit. I like that. You have really good stories. You are somebody that is polarizing, you have a great sense of humor, and you're female. You've been on the air. You've been on the air at KNX and San Diego locally. Go for it. But don't be discouraged if you don't have five sponsors lined up from day one. Yeah, I think she's going to be great. And I I just said to her, because I like her. I I find her interesting. I want to hear what she has to say. But what cracks me up about this medium is people do it on horrible equipment. I'm not gonna to listen to that. They do it in outdoor or noisy surroundings where they don't. They have not invested the time to make it sound clean. That's another strike against you, you're a moron. If you don't care enough about making the product sound good for me as a listener, guess what? I'll do you a favor, I won't listen. And you can sit there and look around and be like, well, hang on, I've got a fascinating take on Clayton Richard, nobody cares. Treat it professional. It, you're, every show is a job interview. Take a shower, shave, put a clean shirt on. Same thing. Find a good microphone, get in a good room, give me compelling content, or get the hell out of here. And all these guys that are just so shocked because, well, you know, I've wanted to do a podcast and I'm going to talk about my jazz album collection. <laughs> well, that'll be great. I'm going to turn it on. For my dog Sugar. Yeah. And uh I'll let you know what she says. Me, I'm moving on. But but I think Brooke will be great and, and I hope she pursues it and goes after it. But if you listen, if you're doing a podcast and you sat, listen back and the audio content's garbage, don't post it.
0: Absolutely you're right.
1: Don't post it. Because you're not that good. You're not Rogan or Mark Marin or any of these other guys that put thousands of dollars into their studio corolla so if they're doing it and they already have the juice behind them who are you to think that you can get away with not doing that you're 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 a dipshit (laughs) so that's it but but that to me dave yeah i i tune around listen to podcasts and and you're like what what did you just say because if you said that in my car, I would just, you'd hear click, 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 yeah. click. Because I'd be pulling over and you could leave. You could leave.
0: Is When you talk about listening habits, especially being in San Diego, when I first got to San Diego, the first show I remember was Jeff and Jer. You know, I remember sitting there going to San Diego State and flipping the radio on and there's little Tommy doing his thing in the other room with a box that used to drive me crazy and then when he does it's 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 dumb because everyone knows the equipment's better it's insane it's kind of like when and I'm a Stern fan but everybody had everything computerized and Stern was still using those carts with Fred and I'm like dude just make the adjustments nobody uses carts anymore exactly so when I look when I listen to radio now and I try and find okay as a listener where would I go I don't have that morning show there are a lot of people I like personality wise i do i like a ton of people
2: yeah but
0: there's not that show that that i go that's the show that's the one that's a can't miss there's not one in my local market where i go that's the show and i don't know if there's one anywhere in the country right now we're outside of you know in new york and la any of those guys where i go man it's it's the host that bring me to, to the show and it's a creature habit deal because i'll still go to stern as i said before mm-hmm. in serious but damn he's on vacation 30 weeks out of the year he's You're always on vacation, on vacation this week yes
1: too? really wow um yeah that's it and so for me do
0: you go to music a lot do yeah. you pull stuff up
1: yeah just go to music um because with xm it's all clean yeah you know it's all it's all clean and commercial free and you know for me i i like the jocks that are on xm or Sirius xm whatever there's a guy pat st john you know the other thing that i can do that they give you the chance to do is you can listen to Z100 out of New York. You can listen yeah. to Kiss FM. You can listen to, I think, PLJ. You can a lot l- of
0: times Kiss FM and Z100 are playing the exact same song at the exact same time.
1: Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. But but I like stuff like that. Um, I like there's a handful of channels. Um, like at the end, The the my sons and I have kind of gotten into – the three or four country channels yeah. at the end. There's a Garth Brooks channel. There's Prime Country. There's The Highway. The Highway. And we listened to that. And we found this guy, and I got this CD when we were in L.A. And I found like we listened to this all the time. And I know right now, just sitting there with this colored pencil, waiting to make a note, the king of Texas, uh, S- Stephen Arnold Woods. I don't know if his <laughs> middle name's Arnold. Um <laughs> But they like, uh, they like a kid named Brett Young. Yeah. And they like Brett Young. And so yeah. there was one song that we liked. And we were up in L.A. And I, we went to Amoeba and got the CD. Cool. Because my kids liked it. Well, then we started listening. We realized that he had three or four other songs yeah. on there that we liked. Said, Shit, this guy's pretty good. And and I get a kick out of that. Because for me, that CD will always bring me back to being a, at Amoeba with those guys. Yeah. And, and I just like it. And luckily, my commute right now is... Uh, about 20, 25 minutes. Piece of cake. Yeah, yeah, not the hour and a half days, but yeah. I mean, I still I still check around, tune in, tune in when I can.
0: Okay, I talked to someone the other day because I went and saw Chris Tableton on Thursday, and they yeah. said, you know what? I went to see Train in Hall and notes mm. and they go, man, we had a great time. Really? And I was thinking, Jeff's kids used to love Train. Would you yeah. take your kids to a concert? Is, you're afraid to take them to a concert.
1: No, I don't think I'm afraid to take him to a concert. It's kind of like when there's certain things that we hear. You hear Tim McGraw come on, yeah. you hear Train come on. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other bands that used to be like when they were little. It meant so much. They would. My my mom tells the story. It goes back to Stern. I heard Pat Monahan. I thought was a great interview with with Stern, and he sang some Zeppelin songs that were cool. And I didn't really care about drops of Jupiter or anything like that, but I found a concert like soundstage where they did an hour concert and I just taped it to see it. And my kids at that time were like two and they were maniacs running around wrestling. Like I was so afraid that they were going to go headfirst into the coffee table. And I put the train soundstage on one day and it, they were mesmerized. They stopped everything that was going on. God, they weren't even two. They were like, they were like, eleven months, because they really weren't even talking. Yeah. And they would stand. They would balance themselves on the coffee table and bounce up and down. They both would. They'd bounce up and down, watch and train. And so then, if if my wife and I were gone and my mom was watching them. My son Jack would hold up a model train. He couldn't say the word, but he would hold up yeah. a model train, and she figured out he wanted to watch the train concert. And then, uh, and then they came through KFMB one time, and I, I took my wife. They did like a small little acoustic thing, and I had probably a five-minute conversation with Pat Monahan that was really cool. fun about he was fascinated about doing three hours a talk radio every day where i was fascinated by his vocal range yeah. acapella and so then we saw them a couple of times and it was it was fun we kind of had that connection my wife met him got a picture we all got a picture with them and and it was fun but then like the the drummer who was in the band left then the guitar player left And kind of like the songs that you like, they stop playing in concert because they're getting new music. And you go, yeah, it's okay, But I kind of miss those days. And so, yeah, friends had tickets for a train in Hall and Oates. And I was like, (laughs) nah, that train's left the station. Although if you you look online, it's really cool. He does when he when Pat Monahan did Live from Daryl's House, which is a cool show that Daryl Hall does from his house in upstate New York. Man, they did a version of Wait For Me, the Hall & Oates song. God damn, is that good. And they were doing that. They did that live in concert. That would have been That's the one cool. thing where you go, yeah, I'd like to see that. But other than that, I think uh, I think I was actually, I think that was the first night my sons and I were in L.A. Okay. So I would, uh, yeah, I was very happy with the decision I made.
0: All right, speaking of your sons, you took them to the Padre game the other day. I was curious to oh, know, man. experience, what was their attention span? What did you guys do? What did you eat? The whole deal. What was what Was the experience My, like taking 10-year-olds to a Padre game? Are they into it any more than they yeah. were when they are younger?
1: Yeah. and what's funny is, like, they they quietly know who the players are. Like, they're asking me about Perella. Yeah. And they're asking me about Hedges. But then they're asking, like, hey, where's, where's Manny Margot? And I'm not in the house. So it's not like I'm sitting there watching games with them. So when they know the players... Um, it was pretty cool. So we were down the first baseline. Um, my, a buddy of mine works in the ticket office and helped us out. And so we are down the first baseline, and we had a blast. But I said to them, we're just walking around the ballpark. It's a Friday night. It's me and them. We ran into uh, uh, Drunk Flannery, okay. Mrs. Drunk Flannery, miserable Padre fan, and that was awesome. That's fun. That's right when I'm walking in. We walk in with those guys. But here was the funniest thing of the night. So I'm with my sons and kind of like in the first base side where we were. Great seats, but everybody's jammed in. And I looked up and right field, upper right field, um, front row of that section, all the way to the right, like looking down on, I kind of feel like you'd be looking down on Jerry's statue if you looked over the side. I, it was wide open. And I said to my sons, I, I pointed, I said, you see that front row up there? And they go, yeah. I go, I think those are my favorite seats here. How said,
0: far down How far down towards right field are they? Um, like, are you sitting closer to first base or closer to right field?
1: Oh, yeah. No, you're right above the right fielder. Okay. Yeah, you're in that front row. Why right are you
0: ab- so far away from the infield? The action happens in home plate. What are you talking about?
1: Well, yeah, we were. We moved to the front row. I got it. And but the, it's second like sitting level. in the end zone. Yeah, second okay. level. But it's like the whole game's coming at you. You can watch everything going and hanging out. And we had the whole section to ourselves. Well, no shit. No one else wants to sit there. No, there were a bunch of people <laughs> up there hanging out. <laughs> and, but Dave, you overlook downtown. The board's right there. Uh, uh, they got a hot dog. The yeah. whole thing. So this was the funniest part of the night. So I get to each a hot dog, and we just go and get a Sprite. Now, Petco Park has changed, as Ron and Pete continue to do, and they have gone to cardboard straws.
0: Okay. I've never had a cardboard straw.
1: Well it's exactly what it says. It's made of cardboard. It's no longer a plastic Does it work? straw. It works, but when you get a bigger size sprite because there's three of you yeah. and you have two ten year old chugalugs going at Yuck. it. Yeah. And you're sitting there, you know, you have a bigger Sprite. Well, the problem is it's gone from guy A to guy B to guy C back to A, B. You're drinking cold Sprite. And now the top of this cardboard straw gets all soggy and jacked up, right? Yes. So I'm sitting here on a Friday night with my two sons. We're laughing. The the game took forever. Yeah,
0: it was a long-ass game.
1: Forever. But we're hanging out, and I go, hey, check this out. So I write on Twitter, uh, games at Petco with your sons are great. Cardboard straws at Petco are not. And I show it to them, and they die laughing. Yeah. And I send the tweet out, and that's it. Yeah. We, like, ditched the lid. We're just drinking it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. You would have thought that I I openly called for the killing of babies on – oh. Well, maybe they're trying to save the planet. To which I was thinking in my head, well, cardboard comes from paper, which comes from trees, so the way you have to make it is you have to cut down the trees, right? Yes. I mean, I mean it's not like you are you didn't make it out of rock. I'm not drinking out of a rock straw. Right? Right. Right? <laughs> I'm not... But I'm like, there yeah. were so many people that were so emotional about it and the the funny one, again, was uh, Mickey Coke. Yeah. He was laughing. I said to him, I go, I go, Mick, I'm sitting in the stands with my sons. They're 10. We're laughing. That was it. Yes. None of, we didn't throw a tantrum. We didn't go tip tables over, right? We didn't put our cigarettes out on anybody. Yeah. We write a tweet. I'm like, God, there are so many pansies in this town. Calm down. And here's the other thing. Let me, let me, this is the other part that I almost sent to like three guys. And I didn't because I'm better than them. You're classy. Exactly. But there's about three guys that responded to that tweet that if they were sitting next to me. Yeah. And I wrote cardboard straw suck. They wouldn't have said shit. They would have sat there with their little fucking mouth shut like the twerp they are. And hope that neither one of the three of us, me or my 10-year-old sons, reached over and punched him in the mouth in their narrow little shoulders. They wouldn't say shit. So if you're not going to say shit sitting next to me, don't say shit on Twitter. You're a little fucking twerp. Okay? (laughs) Hey, maybe they're trying to save the plant. Did I? It's 14 hours ago. Yeah. We moved on. My sons and I are dicking around, playing basketball, doing... Calm down. Have I ever met you? Do you know anything? I'm like, you. if you were sitting next to me, you wouldn't say shit. No. You'd sit there with your little mouth shut because you're a twerp. A needle, a little <laughs> pencil neck twerp. You wouldn't say shit. Like my man Leonard Ellerbee. You would I... do nothing. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, Josh
0: but... and I watched that today just because you Leonard brought it Leonard Ellerbee? Yeah, we watched Did you see it. what I was talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't it great? With his beautiful aviator Ray-Bans on back there.
1: You wouldn't do shit.
0: Yeah, he's not even talking to him. He's just over his shoulder. a conversation with two guys, and then the guy just jumps in.
1: <laughs> the best clip ever but honestly i yeah. i hate to bring this uh, wrap it up our our concern with the cardboard straw lasted for of the, course. the seven seconds yeah. it took to write a tweet we were fine we had a great night You got the god the padres put out those little like coffee table books for trevor's career it was a blast they're beautiful game took forever we didn't care yeah we're three guys what did you get then on your giveaway what did you get that night they did uh a trevor hoffman remember they did the jerry like coffee table book yeah. a few years ago they did the same one recapping the trevor's career it's okay beautiful i, I laughed
0: uh did you read uh canapa yesterday
1: i thought nick yesterday had two of the funniest i agree lines. with you
0: i thought it might have been his best column all, all year
1: yeah he said uh he said Thank God for beautiful nights because the Padres go quietly into them often. <laughs> and then he had another line.
0: Toward- he had a Trevor line in there too. Like like this is taking a long time.
1: Yeah like, yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah like let's stop. But the the book that we got um was really really cool. I thought I I talked to people down there and I said how was the turnout Saturday? Eh, turnout Saturday wasn't what they hoped. Really. Turnout Sunday wasn't really what they hoped. But well, yeah um.
0: Don't but you think though that has? I to had a do, great time, Dave. Just to wrap I'm it saying. up, okay.
1: We we worried about cardboard straws for six seconds, okay. if even that, and then we went back to having a blast. All right. We so, loved it.
0: So here we go. I won't even ask you price of tickets, parking, anything like that. We all know that's just part of the deal. Concessions, okay. Uh-huh. So you said each kid got a hot dog. You shared yeah. a drink. Did they ask for souvenirs? Did your kids ask for no. hats or shirts or anything like that?
1: Nope. They were still a in the book. I pulled in. We got a meter at 15th and G. So, we just parked at 15th and G. I got a meter. Now, we cut down to 11th and then walked right in. And the tickets, I um, I would have bought them, but I got tickets from a friend Perfect. who had them. Yeah. So, we were okay that way. Um, the concessions, um, they had eaten before because I was working. And so, they always, you know, they're 10. They yeah. eat dinner at 5, 530. But uh, they each got a hot dog. We got a drink. We're out of there for, I think, it was out of there for under twenty four bucks.
0: I think when I was going to games when I with my parents, I mm-hmm. think I was that kid that asked for everything. Like you had to have the hot dog, of course, yeah, then, but you had to have the ice cream too with the wooden spoon.
1: Oh, that's old school. Yeah, yeah but and prices had, were different then well, too.
0: Well, I wasn't, I wasn't paying for it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, my parents are paying for the damn thing, so it was it wasn't it was different. But it was, you know, you, you don't understand. I mean, I wanted a baseball cap or I wanted yeah. a T-shirt. There's no way in hell we're getting out of there without me getting something. Yeah, I was just gonna ask, you know.
1: Yeah, no, old fashioned. I don't even know if they do it anymore. Do they do the old fashioned like you said, the old fashioned malt cup? The
0: Carnation, the ones that they used to have at Dodger Stadium, do like it. that. Yeah, they're yeah. great.
1: Yeah, they're great. I would have done that for him. Yeah. I would have hooked him up. No, Dave, we just had a blast, and it, that's that's like I'm looking at people. I'm like, you're so miserable. Stop yeah. being so miserable. Like I, I'm hanging out with two kids. And we're laughing. They got. They thought it was the funniest thing ever. But then. You know, they didn't they didn't write a letter to their congressman. They didn't come home and <laughs> they did not they did. did not write an email to Juan Vargas about or Peter Seidler. They didn't care. They did wrote, they say anything about the game being long? When you're a kid, you wanted the game to go forever. Uh yeah, except for that game was obnoxious. But they had a great time. Who were they they wanted the, the, to watch? Yeah. Who do they want to see? You Austin pa- Hedges. Okay. They loved watching Austin Hedges hit and they liked uh you know, they liked Cosmer, they liked Myers, they liked Renfro. Like they were into it, man. They absolutely were into it, and for me it was great because they're going to, if this thing times out right, they're going to really get into Padre baseball even a little earlier than I did. I was about 13 when I started getting into that team, and they're they're pretty close right now. And it's funny because I grew up with the Twins, and the yep. Twins were garbage, and then I got out here and the first – well, really, I got lucky because Garv was here in my second year cheering for that team, and that made it really, really fun. But I've seen a lot of bad baseball for this too, but but that's your team. They love it.
0: You know, it's funny. Right now I'm coaching different age groups. I have, I have 18, 16, 14, and 10. And okay. so I ask the younger kids all the time, who's your favorite player? Because they're all Padre fans. You know, mm-hmm. really they are. It's not like they're Red Sox fans or, or, you know, I got one kid that's a Red Sox fan, but his dad's a Boston guy. And they're all Padre fans. And guess what? Every kid picks the same guy as their favorite player. Who's that? Well, I was going to ask you. Who do you think it is? Same guy. you had to guess that every kid has – not only is he their favorite player, they all wear T-shirts to practice with his number on the back. Oh. Like it's not just, oh, he's my guy because the only one I can think of. He's their guy. I'm going to say Austin Hedges. No, it's not Austin Hedges. It's Will Myers. Really? shocks me. It's Will Myers.
1: Wow, that's cool.
0: And it's also tough because, you know, Will misses a lot of games. When you're a kid, yeah. you want your ki- your favorite player to play all the time. That's why it was great for me as, you know, a Steve Garvey fan or a Tony Gwynn fan that you see these guys all the time. Will Myers spent so much time on the disabled list, it- it's frustrating as a kid. I can imagine not only is your team losing, but you can't even
1: see your favorite player. You know, it's funny you mentioned Will Myers because yesterday, Saturday, Saturday I was driving – And all of a sudden I got the most blinding headache where it just like overtakes you and you go, Oh my God, what's going on? Do I have Lyme disease? (laughs) Is that what happens with Lyme disease? I think so. I don't know. And I was like, is this what a, a migraine is? What's going on? And right when I was about to just pull over, uh, I realized the cause of it was that I had Rich Herrera on the radio. <laughs> Rich Herrera on the radio might be the most awful, awful thing. Like, I I was ready to. I, I was just ready, as I often say, to commit to crimes, uh, you know, confess to crimes yeah. I never committed. And, uh, like, I was ready to be D.B. Cooper or whoever I needed to be to make to make the pain end. So uh, he was having a conversation about Will Myers with himself. Oh. And apparently me, because I was the one guy (laughs) in San Diego listening. And he was talking to Kevin Kennedy. Um, That's who it was. He had Kevin Kennedy on. And they were talking about Will Myers and how Myers is bounced from, you know, center to first – I think he even played right. Yeah, right. He started, and right. He's been at five different places so far. Yeah, right to center to first to left and now to third. And Rich, being the iconic talent that he is, said, well, you know, he, he is a hell of an athlete, Myers, and it's the one rule in baseball, always have your best athletes playing up the middle. <laughs> Did he whisper his answer? No, I okay. I was whispering yes. when I felt the blinding light come. Yeah. And I was seeing everybody, be Arthur, saying, come, just join us. <laughs> and I was like, you got to be goddamn kidding with this guy. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you the other thing. He's got that puker voice. I've heard a lot of people recently on yeah. the radio saying, you move Will Myers to third to trade him. And I say, hey, come on. Why would, why would any team give up their best prospects for a guy when you don't have a third baseman in the system? Tatis might be your third baseman, Rich. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I had this conversation. And, you know, I laugh when I hear it. You're like, are you from Mars? I see you, be.
0: Dude, how did you not call in? How did I, I, you just not call in and call bullshit on everything?
1: Well, you know, that's the thing. When you talk about talk radio and everything that changed, we we said this a couple of months ago. The the people at 97.3 do their hosts no favors because it's the most when we worked at KFMB it was five seven oh seventeen seventy six. Yeah. Or or five seven oh one seven six oh. Uh five seven oh thirteen sixty, right? Five seven oh ten ninety. Whatever whatever the numbers were. Two ninety two ten nine you know what I mean? Yeah. It used to be five seven oh one ninety seven three. Have you heard KSO? That's what it should be. And now it's like 821 954 197. Yeah. What? <laughs> Who can remember that number? <laughs> and if you want to call, I'm giving the numbers out because we find that people are finding this station every day. We are San Diego's FM sports station. You're like, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. You know, it's one of the reasons you have your best athletes up the middle. He's a great athlete over there at third. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking
0: guy. <laughs> fucking guy. That's exactly what you're doing. That's Dave, what we all do.
1: We all get fucking guy. Dave, I have to tell you, I had guys like that. <laughs> when I when I was a substitute teacher in the inner city. And if I had a guy like that say something that dumb, well, I probably would have kept quiet. But I didn't want there to be trouble, I'll tell you, I'm a big guy, but I'm no Tom Beringer. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie with Tom Behringer and Sydney Portier? Yes, I did. When they were outside. You know what I liked is when Tom Behringer said to Sydney Portier, There ain't no elevators up here, mister. I don't know what he meant by that, but it made me laugh because I always thought there might be elevators, but Tom cleared up the confusion. <laughs> Tom was kind of handy with the Dukes.
0: So <laughs> he always was. He always was. That's how he got that scar on his face. He Absolutely.
1: Might've. I don't have any scars. I'm, I'm basically, when I go and get my hair cut, often the girl will say, your skin's flawless. When you go get that. your
0: hair cut, do they have to push that thing in the back to raise the chair up, or are you tall enough?
1: Oh, no, I'm a tall fellow, But they like it. Do they cut it for free at USIU? No, I didn't get any benefits like that at USIU. I, Dave, I didn't even get a parking spot. My parking spot was across the street in the mall. I could park right in front of the... Cicero's pizza. And then you'd have to walk way up the hill? Walk way up the hill, dragging my bag. But one of the things that I noticed was if you walked on a hot day wearing your baseball pants, it could chafe. <laughs>
0: that's terrible.
1: Hurt? <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, back teen doesn't help.
0: No, that's not what back teen's for.
1: No. You didn't know anyone to give you a golf cart ride? No, nobody gave me a golf cart ride. Nobody did anything. I I, I had kind of uh I had kind of a rough go over there at USIU. They didn't really treat the coach as nice as they should have. And it, it lingers. There's times when I'll be sitting there and I don't know, I'll I'll watch that Wayne Brady show, Whose Line Is It Anyways? And I know that show's to be supposed to be comedy, but it's kinda like when that lady would hear Kathy Lee Gifford, she'd go into seizures. Yeah. There's something about that big tall Ryan fella that makes me go into seizures or have flashbacks to USIU. I don't know what it is. He seems like a likable enough fellow, but he bugs me to the core. I don't know why. Do you miss coaching baseball? I do. I think uh I think I appreciate all the fans that have written letters to the Union Tribune saying if Andy Green were to leave, and I'm not asking for that, that I I would probably, I I do believe I'd probably be on the short list, probably me and Dusty Baker. Yeah. We'd probably be the two guys that you'd look at. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Dick Williams is no longer with us, so he you can take his name off the list. But I would think a couple of the names that would be talked about would be uh, Dusty Baker. I, I think it's realistic to think I'd be in there, and probably Brad Holland, too. What about
0: Brad Holland? I do not know Brad Holland did anything to do with baseball. Wait a second. So who would be on your staff?
1: Well, oh, I'd have a good staff. I, I would think that a lot of guys would, would probably quit their current jobs to, to be with me. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Aaron Boone's always said he wanted to be part of what I yeah, was doing. Yeah, leave the so Yankees for the Padres. He probably would. I think uh, he'd probably be my bullpen coach. And then uh, Joe Torre would come out of retirement to coach first. And then I'd have some other fellows. AJ Hinch would be my bullpen catcher. <laughs> he'd be good. Dave Roberts would be my, uh, he'd be my hitting coach. And then, uh, and then, you know, I gotta leave some as a surprise.
0: Okay, that's a hell of a stuff.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Bud, Bud Black would leave the Rockies. <laughs> He's always said, "Coach, you name the the place." Because I had a couple opportunities in, in in on the Big Island of Hawaii. Yeah. Bud and I were going to go over there, but then the Rockies went not let him out of his deal i've heard of that i've
0: heard of that i've heard of that he said no matter where you go he's following yeah yeah you like
1: that song i remember uh, that uh he he's a big fan of the gin blossoms <laughs> anywhere you go <laughs> i'll follow you down and that means a lot to me <laughs> we go over and have some bacon
0: <laughs> where would you have bacon what what, does that, what where would you eat bacon with with bud which direction are you going with that
1: I don't know what you mean. Bacon. Perry's Cafe. Get bacon right before and then head on over. We go to Mimi's. And we'll have a nice peach mango muffin and a five sides of bacon.
0: <laughs> five sides. That's a lot of sides of bacon. Good for you. What number would you wear if you
1: were coaching with the Padres? Oh, that's a hell of a question. I'd ask for number six. Yeah. And it, we'd get that off of that no good yellow belly knock-kneed. Garvey. Put it back on a San Diego treasure like me.
0: Oh man, that is fantastic. That's it. I'm just impressed Brad Holland's willing to do it. That's what that's what's the, probably the most amazing part about your staff is that Brad Hollins can leave in basketball.
1: Yeah, Brad Holland's coming and I wouldn't be shocked either. I wouldn't be shocked either if Smokey Gaines yeah. found a role. going <laughs> to be great. Have him there. And if nothing else, he could run the run the nightclub. Did you watch any of the the,
0: the Charger game on
1: Saturday night? No, uh, coach left. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I haven't seen. I I didn't see any of the Charger game. Yeah. And I started watching. Um, all the hard knocks are on YouTube. Like yeah. The full episode, which is Good. really cool. I don't know if it, they intend to be. I feel like HBO's doing that. Um, it didn't like it. Felt like it was fine. Yeah. I started watching the first half, and then I realized I got to watch the second half. I like it. It's been good. But no, Dave, I have to be honest. Like I, I don't see anything.
0: Yeah. On TV, Ladanian Tomlinson, by the way, is terrible as a color analyst.
1: Man, right?
0: Yeah. Spiriditis isn't bad, but he's he's such a. So it's Sparo and LT. Yeah, he's such a shill for the Chargers. So it's like he's an employee. Yeah, and that's what it is. I'm sitting there watching the game, and of course, I'm flipping around to different games. I want to see different guys. Well, have fantasy football drafts that are coming up, and you want to say, "Okay, I need to refresh my memory." Well, we all know the fastest guy in the NFL is the dude John Ross, the guy that ran oh, yeah. the the four two one or whatever. You know, right. in the combine two years ago. Well, every time Travis Benjamin catches a ball, fastest guy in the NFL. I'm like, no, he's not. He's yeah. not the fastest guy in the NFL. Fuck, quit telling us that. We all watch the, <laughs> we all watch the combine, and we know yeah. this guy broke Chris Johnson's record as the fastest guy. Anyway, you, you just sit there and you get gets old. Ladanian's just a tough listen, and I think I think there's so much anger towards LT. It's tough too. I will tell you what, though, every time I watch the Chargers, I can't tell you how impressed I am with, with Philip Rivers. I mean, it yeah. seems like every fucking time you're going, this guy gets better it's like when tom brady said there's nothing you can throw at me and say boy I, I, i've never seen that before do you feel that comfortable where the game's in slow motion mm-hmm. you love hearing stories about him and his kids and coaching and talking about mm-hmm. coaching his daughters and, and basketball and his sons and football and it was it was one of those things we've known Philip for such a long time yep and i mean us is of course doing interviews but if you're a former san Diego charger fan you feel like you know him too
1: yeah it's weird you know i, I looked at a picture today That we had, I think it was from 2014 or 2015. And we were up on the deck. Yeah. And it was us sitting there with him. And you look at it, I think it's 2015. And you and I are sitting there and you go, God damn, man, like three years. A lot of things stay the same for people for the last three years. But you go, that building's closed. Yeah. It's gone. He's in LA. It's not a big deal for me that we're not at 1360. I just remember sitting there and realizing, God, this is a really unique guy, really unique guy. And, and I'll tell you this, too. LT's a really unique guy. And, and for me, you and I did the first interview with him the day he was drafted. And we would visit with him through the years. And I always liked it. I really did. I always enjoyed talking to him. I always enjoyed watching him play. And I I loved what he meant to this community, yeah. and to see it now, or it does, Dave. It feels like San Diego's done with him, and it feels like he's done with San Diego. Yeah. Um. God, it's a bummer, man. It is. It's just a bummer because I think uh, I I can't speak for anybody. I'm just. It feels like in ten years or fifteen years, uh, we're we're gonna miss it. Uh, we're we're gonna miss that guy. He, i don't i'm not going to try to make excuses for what he did i understand fully what he did and and i i think if i'm him and given the opportunity to stay in the league and probably continue to cash a pretty good check and watch that team and live a lifestyle that i enjoy living probably would have done the same thing
0: yeah no i, I understand the way that goes I, you know it's funny i, I don't want to tell people how to feel we've no, talked about no, that a million exactly. times on this podcast about who are we to tell you how to feel and exactly. they're obviously people who are extremely hurt exactly. you know and you're going through through the process i told you before the first team that i followed was the rams and when they left for st louis i was yep. done done with the rams the whole whole deal even that the rams are back in la it doesn't feel like you know i've opened the door completely and say i'm a, I'm a rams fan it's 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 different the, those ties were, were severed and they hurt you can see the hurt that people put out on social media all the time and People are extremely angry and they wish nothing but the worst for every Charger except for, you know, a guy like Phillip Rivers. I mean, they man, they hate Dean. But you wonder how long does that go? Will that talk go forever? I mean, I know people in yep. Brooklyn ripped the Dodgers forever, you know, yeah. until people passed away because of the hurt of being abandoned. The one thing I, I, I think about of looking at the two is when the Dodgers left, brooklyn and ebbets field they were still getting people showing up for games Mm -hmm. they wanted a new stadium they wanted a a different location they wanted a way to do it for the chargers the last few years it felt like people weren't going to the games i'm not going to say if you weren't buying a ticket you have no reason to complain because tickets are crazy ass expensive nfl tickets are very very expensive yeah i'm not going to say that you you spend time buying the gear you're watching on tv you're Mm -hmm. a charger fan Mm -hmm. you're invested i mean how many trucks did you see through the years with the lightning bolt on that back window all over the place Always. So, But, man, when you sit there and you go, how long does it last? And people saying, I'm not going to watch the NFL, and I'm this and that. You do whatever you need to do to, to get over it. But it is such still a popular game that you feel like, I want to be tied to something. It seems strange to me to say, I'm only going to be tied to my fantasy football team. That well, seems strange.
1: I had never had an NBA team. I came here. The Clippers were terrible. Yeah. And I didn't care. I loved that team as much as any team I've ever loved as a kid. Told the stories over and over again of the guys that were on that team. And I mean everybody on that team. James Donaldson, Billy McKinney, Bill Walton, Terry Cummings, right? Yeah. I mean, they are just so many of them that were on that team. that I I loved being a Clipper fan. And they moved to L.A. And that had... One one thousandth of the impact the Chargers had. Yeah, but it impacted me, and since that time, you know, I, I there were a ton of years where I didn't have an NBA team, and I knew I would cheer for any team in the NBA, but the Clippers. Yeah, um, I didn't become a Laker fan. The Wolves came in, and that was great, but when the Clippers were good the uh, couple years ago, and Blake Griffin was doing his magic. I never once felt like that was my team. Yeah, never once. Uh, they sold it and tried to do different things. I've never once reestablished myself as a Clipper fan. Now, I have really good friends that still love the Clippers. That loved them when I did. I find that amazing. But we all grieve differently, right? Yeah. In those kind of things. Um, when I was a kid, every year. I would do the same thing. I was probably I'm young I was younger than my sons are now. And I would get out a piece of paper and with like colored pens, I would draw a goalie mask and put the North Star's logo on it, right? And I would do whatever you yeah. wanted to do. And send it off. Send it off to the North Stars. You I'd would. send it off to Jill Malash, and I'd send it off to Pete Lepresti. And whoever the hell else was playing goalie. What did you say when you sent it off? I'd always say, um, I'm just, I love the North Stars. And I'm eight. Yeah. Or whatever. Every year, I'd get an autographed picture. What do you really? Back from the goalies. Yeah, Joe Malosh would send me an autographed picture. I, I never asked for tickets. Yeah. I didn't do anything like that. That was the coolest thing ever. That
0: is cool that they would do that. Um, How shitty do you think your drawing was?
1: Awful. Yeah, of course. Dude, <laughs> it was awful. Like uh, Rocky Dennis. <laughs> Do you think
0: the, the whole team got around and laughed at your picture?
1: I. Right, they probably just. <laughs> Do you see it was like Rocky Dennis? Yeah.
0: It's like, fuck. And right then, when I think you're about to take the high road.
1: Yeah. It was terrible. Like that big tall. But when they moved, I flew back to Minneapolis to go to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. It was there with Tom Meese. Sat next to Tom Meese from ESPN for a night. It was great. When they moved, done. They won a Stanley Cup, not for me, man. And I'd watch Mike Madonno, Hall of Fame player. Yeah. Mike Modano never said anything bad about Minneapolis. Like Philip Rivers has never said anything bad about San Diego. Done. My job, I see Dallas Stars stuff all the time. No connection. No, at all. None. None. So if people now again, both of those. Well, the Clippers move right to LA. But um, man, I get it. That's why I said I get it. I, I don't have any connection to that team. Um, I hated them for a long time. I don't feel like I hate them anymore. But it it's funny to me. I almost have to remind myself how much I love that team. And they were more than the pods. The Clips were my number one team. Yeah. Yeah, the Clips were my number one team by far.
0: That it, It's interesting. You know, the, the, obviously you don't watch the game the other day. No. And StubHub Center. Honestly, if if you've never been there before, and if you're a Charger, former Charger fan, you aren't going up. I understand you aren't going to go. My son's probably never going to go catch a game either. Here's the deal: I will tell you, as a fan, I think every football stadium should be like that. You are so freaking close. The worst seats. You are so close. You're so on top. I wish they wouldn't move into the big giant stadiums. It's such a unique experience that you say. If I bought tickets, it's something different. You feel like you're really part of the action. The weather's great. The whole deal. I understand that there are people though that want to say oh those are just actors that are showing up that's a lot of actors (laughs) you know that's a lot of actors That's not a lot of paid people and and you could say whatever you want that oh it's not working fine if it isn't working it's not working they still aren't coming back no matter what you say to make yourself feel better the thing is they aren't coming back i still say you have to blame a lot of politicians do you see that press release today that pete seiler sent out that the Padres sent out
1: about soccer soccer
0: that was if you read the whole thing it gave you nothing it ended with "I'm still impartial." I was
1: like, "What the fuck? Even send anything out?" For? Well, he don't, but he's donated. It was funny. Mark Ziegler wrote, and again, uh, there's, there's this, this to me. What, what I find fascinating about Soccer City in San Diego State West, there is more passion for these two, and and look, the the Aztec people have gotten a little obnoxious. I feel like, and I'm pro. You SD- feel like
0: they're the bullies. Because they know yeah. they have control.
1: Yeah, and I'm pro-SDSU West. Yeah. But I find the Aztec guys obnoxious to to the people that aren't on board. For me, I'm going to vote for SDSU West. I would too. That's my uh, – because I believe, now that everything got continued, that I'll still be <laughs> in the city of San Diego. Uh, that'll be dragging out, and I think I'll be there for the vote. And, and I'm going to vote – uh, for SDSU West, here's why. I don't like anything about that Soccer City project, but I will say this: I am pro MLS. I think MLS coming here would be great. I think the 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 density of the Soccer City program to me looks ridiculous. It looks like they're going to try to build downtown Los Angeles yep. in that parking lot. Like there's not a free inch no. anywhere. And I just, I, I don't see that. I don't see that vision. Um, the guys who are part of it, all really well-respected guys. Well, I'm not necessarily a big fan of Nick Stone on the radio, it doesn't make Nick Stone a bad guy. But Mike Stone and Pete Seidler and the other guys, man, that's an impressive group. I like it. I just, I'm not a big fan of that particular proposal. But I wish that there will be some way for those guys who apparently have the end for the MLS I don't want to see the demise of that group. I just don't like that particular project. That's why I'm voting SDSU West. But I would like to see Mike Stone, Nick Stone, Pete Seidler um, find a way to get an MLS team here because I also think those guys would be a really, really good ownership group. Like, I think those guys would be good owners. Now, how you define that with the MLS, I I don't know. I know what I don't know, and that's I don't know anything about the MLS. But I, but I bet those guys would, would really get it. Like, I think the fan experience would be fun. I think we would buy into it as a community. Um, but to me, as much as I want that, I can live without that for now. But I, my kids are into Aztec football. They lost they the Chargers, so they want to go to Aztec games this year. And that's cool with me. I'm ready to go to Aztec games with them. I'm ready to have them watch Aztec football and get on board and red and black and do the whole thing. And so that's why uh, I'm going to go with that. That, That's where I'm voting. But again, just because I don't like this because I can see already by Twitter, I'm not anti-MLS and I really do. I, I think those guys, that's a really strong ownership group. I just hate that thing. It feels like, it feels like you put sixty people in the elevator when you look at that proposal down there, and I, I go, I, I don't like any part of that. Mission Valley is already a, a gong show to try to get in, try to get in and out of Fashion Valley in the holidays. Yeah, it's right? terrible. You'll be there for a month. Yeah, and that's the way it's going to be every day. It felt like when you're getting in and out of there. No, yeah, no, I don't it, see
0: it. No, you're absolutely right. It's going to be very, very hard. It's um I, again. I'm I'm with you. I'm for MLS. I'm not a huge soccer fan. I, I'm wor- working on becoming a bigger soccer fan. I'm not crazy. I think it'd be cool to think exactly where soccer is and the direction it's headed and everything else. Is uh, it's funny. My 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 kid the other day, my youngest one, went and he bought FIFA. Okay. Okay. And so he's on uh like Real Madrid. All right, and, and he gets <laughs> and he, he gets a phone call that hey, guess what? Manchester United <laughs> wants you. Do you want it?
2: And
0: he says. Yeah, I, I went in. Yeah. And then he gets a call. That wasn't really them calling. That was your current team calling to see if you would jump. <laughs> guess what? You're now on the L.A. Galaxy. Oh. And he got punished because he was willing to jump. And he's like, what the fuck? Shut what? up. Yeah.
1: Did that really happen in yeah. the game?
0: Yeah. And he, and his agent's like, "Ah, I fell for it. I thought it was really them too. He goes, guess what? You're now going to the L.A. Galaxy. He goes, no, I'm <laughs> playing shitty soccer. I, and so now he's explained an MLS to me compared to yeah. the way it really is around the yeah. world. You know, there's different talent levels. And so he's all pissed. He goes, I even got a shitty number. All the good players get 10 or 7. I got 29. Sucks. He's all all bitter about it. But he's Carew's well, number. Yeah. But he says in soccer, it's it's an honor to get 10 or 7, you oh, know. Yeah. And so he goes, I got completely fucked. And I'm playing with, playing with the Galaxy. He's all upset. But anyway, it's funny, though. He went and bought that game. But my point was, here's a guy that never played soccer in his life. Mm-hmm. Yet, he's like, dude, I'm into this FIFA thing. I love it. You know, it's making me want to to follow the sport.
1: Isn't it funny? I used to to love Madden. Yeah. I used to love Madden. I loved the Madden release date, right? There used to be a GameStop and all these different places. You would go for the night that Madden came out, and I remember a couple of the different GameStops, they would they would be barbecuing. Yeah. You could just go and they'd have burgers and hot dogs for everybody and you could sit in line and they would have a demo and then like I remember if you got the game early like if you 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 know put $10 on the game, right? You'd get uh Burt Jones. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like you you could be Burt Jones <laughs> yeah. and you could be Roman Gabriel. And you'd have Maury Buford could be your punter. Yeah, and you're like this is great. I'm putting twenty down. <laughs> and then everything changed to the e coins, where everything was like, well, now you get, now you prepay and you get thirty one tokens. Yeah, I, go, well, I, I don't play online, so it kind of lost some of the fire. And then they got away from doing uh, like PS three, they they only go PS four. I guess Xbox, whatever. But it's just kind of a drag because I would think it's out. I saw Antonio Brown's on the cover. I saw it the other day. But it doesn't feel like they got away from the cool thing, too, for me about Madden was they used to have, uh, you know, whether it was Al Michaels was on the game. Madden was always on the game. Jim Nance did it for a while. And now the only thing I've seen is that for the Chargers, it says, welcome to Mission Valley.
0: Yeah, they screwed it up. They got to fix it. Yeah, they they they, they get to send the automatic thing down to fix it. But yeah, um, it's, it, it's 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 kind of crazy. I think if uh, honestly, if I had more time, I think I would still enjoy playing it. I just know, for me, I couldn't beat my kid anymore. And yeah. when I once I couldn't beat him ever, it became no matter who he had, he could be the Buccaneers and I could be the Patriots. I couldn't win. I, I got tired of playing him. But I sit there and I watch them play once in a while. The game is so good. Yeah, that when you walk in, you have to look at it and go, "Am I watching a real game or am I watching a video game?" It, it, it is incredible. It just uh, and to watch them play and talk trash with the the guys that are playing, they play online. Yeah, it it, it, it kind of cracks me. But I think I would play if I was decent at it. I just suck. My you and I both have the same go to play play action fake third to the tight end.
1: Yeah, always. Yeah, kind of uh, Antonio Gates yeah. ten <laughs> up into the sideline all the time. That's the other thing that was really funny about it to me. Is while I cheered for certain Charger players, be it Weddle or Rodney through the years, Rivers. Yeah. Um, I, I've never described myself as a Charger fan. However, I, I was a Raider and Viking fan. But when I played Madden. Me too. I was a Chargers I would only play the Chargers. Yeah. And I would load it up and I would beat the dog shit yeah. out of the Raiders. Yeah. And beat the dog shit out of the Vikes because I loved. I just love playing at Qualcomm. Yeah. And uh, I'd always put my sons in the game. Like, my sons were in the game even you know, 20 years ago. I don't think I ever really put myself in the game. I'd always doctored the game, right? Yeah. So you had Rivers and Gronkowski and, <laughs> right, Terrell Owens yeah. or Chad Johnson and then, yeah uh, you know, all, all the Yeah, deep defense. ball to Randy
0: Moss was cake yeah. every time.
1: Yeah, right? right? You had every, you had every yeah. guy that you wanted on there. Terrell Rivas. It's always fun. You turn the salary cap off and and just load it up and have fun. But then, like, I don't know, man. It feels like to me Madden kind of jumped the shark a little bit. I know the graphics. My kids still have our PS4 that we bought from Stevie Woods. And I know the graphics are amazing. But I just, like I I saw the other day, I go, God damn, that used to be a big deal. Like Madden was a big deal where you would count down for it. And now I just – I don't feel like anybody cares anymore.
0: All right, last video game question. Are you going to buy the basketball game for your kids? Because um, they say if you play with anyone that has LeBron James, you can't beat them. LeBron James owns the game. Yeah. I think it's the 2K game. They say you cannot win.
1: They are – they're really fun at 2K18. Why I like 2K18 for my sons, Um, their time's limited. But what I love for 2K18, what it has done for them, is they now know – Almost every guy in the league. And they know every guy in the league's tendencies yeah. and what he does and what he can do and what he can't do, whether they like him or they don't like him. Um, and I give a lot of that credit to 2K18. So they like it. MLB, the show they struggle with a little bit because it is a lot of different kind of things you're doing where, got 2K18, you just pretty much dribble, pass, and shoot. Um, but they, they like it. They they like cool him. and so yeah I mean I I just said to them they get gift cards every year I said to them I go look you should go every other year but I think with this year with LeBron being on the Lakers it's different than just trading him to the Lakers yeah you know what I mean and so uh and and so yeah they'll 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 probably get it.
0: There you go. All right. I want to knock these out. When we get done with these, I got to tell you, I ran into a listener. So he's listening to every one of these podcasts.
1: My friend Aaron Creasy the other night. He's not the
0: one, but he did say that.
1: Aaron listened to every podcast, too. Have you listened back to every one? No, I've not at all. I don't know that I've listened back to in its entirety. I bet we've done 100 and change. I'm going to tell you if we've done 102. I seriously have listened back to maybe two.
0: Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and no, I don't like listening. I don't like listening back. If there's yeah. something that's really funny, my son will always come and show me the part that he laughed the hardest at. But here's uh I'll tell you when we get done to these commercials real quick what this listener said as far as what is their favorite part of the show. All okay. right. You wanna hear it? All right, first of all, I want to mention the guys over at Taylor Made Pools, and it all starts with Alan Taylor. That's why it's called Taylor Made Pools. 20 years in San Diego, Taylor Made Pools has been doing things right. You got to give Alan Taylor a call if you're in the market for the pool or if you're looking to fix the pool that you have right now. New equipment and repairs, pool restoration, installation. He does it all. Make your backyard a staycation with a perfect pool for your family. Look, also the waterfalls, the grotto, the slide, saltwater technology. He does it all—concrete pavers, everything. Does a everything what? you possibly need. What was that last thing? Pavers.
1: I don't even know what the hell that yes, is. Yes, you do. It's, it's the guy. Goddamn... I don't think that's legal. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I, legal in Canada, and he does it here in I, the United States. I don't know. Uh, listen, I will promote anything he does, and I will do it willingly. But I am not going to sit here and listen to you tell me that you're telling me he's making pavers out of concrete.
0: That's it. That's what he has.
1: Now, does he? Uh, I'd like the inspector to tell it us does, that that's, he does it all. Okay, You can sh- check him
0: out on Yelp. You can check him out with BBB. He does it all? People love his work. It's at T Made Pools on Twitter. Here's the phone number for Alan Taylor. I don't and Taylor think Maples. we were
1: supposed to promote that. I think that's just something that's thrown in the bonus. The concrete. I've heard of people doing foam rubber pavers. He does pavers.
0: Okay, got it. Six one nine. 449 4452. Four, 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 we just lost that sponsor. No. He's going to
1: be gone. No, he, he is not gone. People in Canada don't get mad. They don't get mad, eh? <laughs> I like how you sell that. You couldn't pick out a goddamn paver. Dude, I'd
0: be honest with you, I could. If you asked me five years ago, it'd be no. But my wife has run a million pavers by me. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Over and over again.
1: Why are you looking at pavers? Because she's the one pool? that design. No, she's the one that
0: designs every fucking backyard we have. I don't do shit. If you look at my backyard, the way it started, the way it ended up, she designs all of them.
1: Do you have uh, Do you have that rope with the buoys across your backyard no, too for your fake pool? No, <laughs> your pavers back there. I don't. You have a rope tied to. I don't across. want a pool so Careful bad. over there; it's the deep end.
0: I do want a pool. Problem is, the sun hits my backyard about ten minutes out of the day. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm done. Have skate a skate rink. Yeah. Do you ever have a pool? Yeah, yeah you have you? No, dang.
1: in my hang on. Like never no. okay, you didn't never have never my own. Yeah, pool. that's what I'm
0: saying.
1: Uh, New Orleans Court in Richfield, Minnesota. Yeah. The 90s, one,
0: the one that uh, Alan Orton took a picture of.
1: Yeah, 97 West 77th yeah. Street. I was in charge of that pool every summer. It looked goddamn good. <laughs> looked good, and then um, I think the only other oh we had a community pool in La Mesa that was nice, and then uh. Yeah, I think most of the places where I've been, we've had them yeah. in California. But, but but not
0: your own pool. No, you walk. You open never. up the sliding door and, hey, I'm going for a swim. It's just yeah. right
1: outside. Nope, never had it. We just walk out and you're like, God damn, Raquel Welch is yeah. here again. <laughs> again.
0: Judy Landers is coming over. She, we I've already get her said out. it.
1: we got to get her out. Judy, chop, chop, baby. Chop, We're chop. we got to move it out. Um, I love Alan Taylor. And I think for any of you that are lucky enough to have a pool, I know they say there there are certain challenges that come with it, but I would think if your pool starts to act up, uh, you need a guy that you trust, and he is as good as it gets, and uh, that's why I love him, man, Taylor made pools. You may have noticed I did not mention anything about pay. No,
0: you did not. You didn't put him on the spot like well, I did.
1: And you always point out the fact that he's Canadian, too. Yeah. And it's a little, you know, tensions are a little high. <laughs> Between the great white north and Who down Who would thought there. that would have ever happened? But Nobody. They've happened. I mean, the McKenzie brothers were kind of, <laughs> these guys wore us out. But it meant getting rid of Rick Moran and said would have signed off on it. But uh, I, I I, don't know that we're legally authorized to mention the pavers. You bring it up at your own risk. That's all I'm saying. At your own risk. Yeah.
0: Here's another guy you want to keep happy. It's Daniel Tyler. Don't piss Daniel Tyler off.
1: Sure, no way. San Diego Superior You're end up Fence. up with a nail gun somewhere you don't want it, Mister.
0: SanDiegoSuperiorFence Every job's an easy job. Daniel will tell you every job's an easy job, but he'll snap your neck. He will well, hurt you. I,
1: I don't think he'd go. to Have that you shook extent. his hand?
0: It's like five hamburger patties. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: It's my, it's my guy.
0: I know he's your guy. I'm so nervous on what to do during this spot. Because I say Daniel Tyler and he says, times. and he sends me a text, don't mention my fucking name. I don't need to hear it eight hundred times during my commercial. Dan
1: Tyler, Dan Tyler, Dan Tyler. Well, you, you just keep most saying. Guy,
0: most guys like to hear their name, not Daniel Tyler. It's, it's all about. Sa- it's yeah. all about the fence.
1: No, it's San Diego Superior Fence. San That's Diego who it Superior is.
0: Fence Company. Here you go. In North County, specializes in that area, but he will go all over San Diego County for you. Free estimates. He's the guy making people happy. He does the job right the first time. He will make sure the job is done the way you want it. You name it, any kind of fence. I always say the Iron Gates, it doesn't matter. The pictures that he posts on Twitter that Jeff and I retweet, he does a fantastic job. Here's his number, 760-745-4846, 760-745-4846.
1: Yeah, love it. Because, unfortunately, there are noisy neighbors and there are nosy neighbors. Yes. And it was so funny looking back today at a couple of the tweets that he had. Hey, do you have those noisy neighbors? Let me help you out. And man, but if you live somewhere and all of a sudden noisy or nosy. Yeah. Oh, it can make you crazy. Oh, everybody. All you want is a little bit of peace and quiet in your own house. That's all you want. You just want to be able to be left alone. I think the majority of us just want to be left alone. And why not have Dan Tyler come out and do it for you? It's going to look amazing when he's done. You're going to feel great about it. There man. you go.
0: Also, Brian Curry. Brian Curry's the guy that's going to help Jeff out. He can help you out as yep. well. What's your next residence going to look like if you're looking to downsize or you're looking uh basically say, oh, I need a bigger house. I got a bigger family on the way or I have a little bit more money in my pocket. Brian Curry is the guy to put you in the perfect house all over San Diego County as well. 20 years in the business. What are you waiting for? Experience sales all over the county, full broker service, access to the best professionals in the business. Brian Curry, you can get him at briancurry.com. Also, briancurryrealestate.com. And his phone number, put this in your phone, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588.
1: Yeah, and appreciate it if somebody called him tonight, since my goddamn attorney just feels like <laughs> dragging this thing out forever. Wonder why. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ching Uh, I don't know. It's probably, oh, that's that's ironic. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ka-ching. So if somebody could keep Brian occupied until my attorney wakes up and determines, hey, let's go ahead and get this thing resolved before Jeff turns 111, (laughs) um, uh, uh, that would be great.
0: Do you have to pay now that this thing is dragged out? Absolutely. Fuck me. You got to be kidding me.
1: Yeah. Oh. Fuck me. How many times do you think I've said that in the last two weeks? And the attorney's like, okay. Hey, hey, hey that could be arranged.
0: He's about to clock you out like a taxi cab driver. Not anymore.
1: Not anymore, man. Since that meter's running. Yeah, that meter's oh, running. Shit. That drive from here to the border is going to run me through uh, Santa Isabel. <laughs> No, I'm great. Appreciate it. I'm it everything's good. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, if somebody could keep uh uh Brian occupied until uh my man Matlock wakes up and gets his shit resolved, I, I'd appreciate it. Yes. Poor BC's like, God damn dude. <laughs> what are you doing? I'd like to I'd like to retire at some point. Yeah, I know, I'd like you to retire too. We'll get it done. BC will get it done. You can do what we'll you need
0: is you need uh, BC and Daniel Tyler to come over there and shake them around. You speed this yeah. thing up a little bit.
1: God damn, I just, you know, I'm going to be that guy like housing prices. By the time this shit's no, resolved, kidding. it'll be 4000000 <laughs> my? million. Ma- I'll be the guy buying a manufactured house overlooking the Tijuana River. That'll be all I can afford in this <laughs> goddamn town. Good fishing. <laughs> cardboard straws will match your cardboard house. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'm just going to be out there. Like those guys just reaching down, whoosh, whoosh, and just pulling out that big bass right by the mouth, ah, right out of Tijuana River. Got it. My arm's all flapping back and forth. Got it. Got it. Got it. Dinner. Fish has like eight eight heads on it. Well, take a little extra time to clean, but we will get it taken care of. Oh, my good. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call oh my Brian. Gosh, that's so damn funny. funny. That's it. I'll be living in some S- Santee Mobile Park home.
0: <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. This is what I, what I got. I ran into someone and said, hey, look, I love the show. I listen to every single one of them. I appreciate what you guys do. And he goes, here here are my two favorite things. Okay? Right, one him. from you, one from me. All right. Okay. He says, anytime you do any impression. He goes, whether it's coach, whether it's John Butler, whether it's the <laughs> mayor, can't breathe says, so right, I just know good. as soon as it's going on, if I'm in the gym, I better turn it off or I better leave. Two is, if I'm driving, I got to turn it off or just pull over because it, it says it, it's that hysterical. Loves it. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. There you go. Good. Those are your, those are the things that, that are winner every single time according to this person.
1: Appreciate that.
0: For me, the two things that, that they got, one, they got right, one, they didn't pay attention to. One okay. was, they thought it was a genius idea that I said, you should just name your kid doctor from <laughs> from day one. Said it was genius. <laughs> To forget medical school, yeah, and two, they love the fact that I said this is the one they screwed up. They love the fact that hey, let's suck a bag of dicks. It's awesome. And I said I never said let's suck a bag of dicks. What I said was let's get out of the habit of saying that sucks dick yes. as a bad thing. We say that sucks dick is a good thing. Why do we make it sound bad to the women if that's if we make it sound like a bad thing? You're never gonna get that blow job. Yeah, yeah, but I never I'm said like- go suck a bag of dicks. As a good thing. <laughs> we never said that for anybody. It's not good for anybody. Okay. <laughs> that was, that was a, so I'm getting the compliment, but then they completely fuck it up on my side. So I was like, all right, I don't know what to say, but we appreciate you listening.
1: Dave, I tell you, I, I'm not exactly sure what you said there. I just wonder where your broadcast career is going. If You're encouraging large amounts of oral sex. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. Who the hell knows what's going on? I had something else. What else? Um. Oh, very excited. Every dime from the charity is in, and we are paying out this week. Good. And uh, so I had a great conversation with Mindy Collins at the Ron McDonald House. How about this? She has invited you and me down for a tour of the Ronald McDonald House, which I think would be incredible. Yeah, I, th- do I really that. do. I think it'd be incredible. And she said, we would like to have a ceremony for a check presentation. Wow. And I said, you know what? That's incredibly nice. But I said, I feel if we were doing a check presentation, we'd have to have the 150 people that were a part of this thing. I said, that's. I'll set for the tour. Yeah. I said, that's not what it. And I I told her. um, I said, it's an incredibly sweet thing. I go, but uh, we're not. Yeah. It's not about me and Dave. Yeah. but she's great. I talked to Che Hernandez today. Uh, the AFSP walk is coming up on the twenty seventh of October. It's going to be a five k walk, which is about three miles. It's a very casual just day again for to honor suicide prevention. Yeah, uh, make suicide prevention awareness. Um, we ended up the the amount of money that went to the two suicide awareness groups. They'll each get twenty one hundred bucks, twenty six hundred. To the main charities a thousand bucks to the final charity charity water um i love charity water they just they, they they're they're doing great yeah and they just they didn't really need to help which is amazing um i had committed to send them a thousand bucks which we're doing um we thank them for everything but um that allowed me to bring in kind of making it a thousand for charity water allowed me to bring in yellow ribbon san diego who does the suicide awareness programs for high school kids and that they get 2,100 out of the deal. Yeah. And so, uh, it's okay. I'm stoked to give charity a thousand bucks. They're crushing it. Uh, yellow ribbon, San Diego needs a little bit more help. And so everybody wins, but, um, so what, uh, there's going to be an event t-shirt for the FSP. What I would like Our little portion to say, because we've donated over two grand to that, is the Dave and Jeff show with Lisa Ann, because I would like Lisa Ann to be mentioned on that. I don't want it to just be the Dave and Jeff show. It's going to say just however Che wants to write it, but it's going to say the Dave and Jeff show with Lisa Ann, and, uh, and, and that will be our little thing. And we'd love you to come down, be a part of it. We're going to walk in, in memory of Lou. We're going to walk in memory of August Ames, who was Lisa Ann's friend, uh, who took her own life. And and for any of you that have been affected by it, maybe it was just you were affected by Chris Cornell or Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, Chester Bennington, any of those people. But I, my the sad thing is, I think for a lot of you, you were directed, uh, impacted much more directly uh, as Dave was and as Lisa was, but I, I said today, um, we'll be there. We'll be cool. there on the 27th. My kids will be part of it. And, uh, if, if you want to come down, like I said, it's just going to be a casual thing, but we're going to have a Dave and Jeff team and we're going to have a lot of fun and we'll just, uh, we'll walk and we'll, we'll be part of what should be a pretty amazing day. October the 7th. It's a Saturday morning. 27th. you said, or 27th. what I just say? Seventh. Oh no, I'm sorry. Dave's right. October 27th, a Saturday morning. More details to come, but yeah, we will have, um, I know some of you have reached out and said, hey, who is it, or uh, are you going to go on your own, can we walk with you? Yes, anybody that wants to be part of our team, you're welcome.
0: I just like the fact we got on with Lisa Ann. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah that's
1: T- sounds good. Sounds like a title of a movie.
0: Dave and Jeff show with Lisa Ann.
1: And she did a podcast with the Cali Comfort t-shirt yeah, How on. cool is that? I thought it was great. Now, I told Sean. I think
0: I'm going to stop following her on Twitter. You done? Damn it, dude! Have you seen the pictures she posts like on a daily basis? Like it's a new bikini shot every time, it throws me off every single time. She looks so
1: damn good. I I didn't know she had a history on the internet. I thought she I know, was just were shocked when you
0: found out. I thought she was event. just
1: uh, somebody that wanted to play fantasy football with me. That's it. And I was like, hey, wherever she, I thought maybe she lived in Death Valley because I thought, man, it must be hot there. She hates wearing that sweater. <laughs> That's true. She has to wear a bikini everywhere she goes. So hot. Like she she must be doing a lot of work down at the equator. <laughs> uh one other thing yeah. I want to mention. So amazing day yesterday for the Bet on Barbecue event, surfing turf. But the thing I forgot to tell you was uh we had we had gator. Yeah. We had alligator out That's there. That's insane. You ever eaten an alligator? No.
0: It's funny to say that. Someone asked me that after I told them that you had gator. Yeah. And I said, I wouldn't do it. And then I said, I, why, why not? I like cows better than alligators. Of course, I'd probably eat an alligator.
1: Well, for me. That's what you're
0: going to say. It tasted like
1: chicken. Now, I'll tell you that in a second. For me, <laughs> it was different because um, I think anybody who's spent any time in Cardiff, you understand that if you're going to live in Cardiff, you better know how to handle a gator. <laughs> And I learned quick, man. I learned quick living on King's Cross Drive. Oh, you're coming up here, Gator? You and me, one-on-one? Let's go, baby. Let's go. And so what I would often do, deek left, go right, and I've got the neck. Yeah. Kind of in a, a version of a, a rear naked choke yeah. on this Gator. But, you know, this this is a trained killer, okay? Yeah. You saw that woman not long ago in Brazil. She was five foot nothing. That fucking gator. Oh no, that was a snake who ate her, right? It was a snake. My apology to the gator community. But still, these gators are trained killers. You yeah. learn that early on. I learned that going to Earl Warren Junior High. Put
0: you right in that death
1: roll. Oh yeah. Yeah. They will, and those tails come at you quick. And they're like, okay, okay, you got me. And then they bullshit. So what I learned as a kid when I first started fighting gators was uh, you have to uh, disable them by biting chunks out of them. Ah, That's what I did. Jesus. I went and I just bite a chunk out of a live gator. Look, you don't like it? Go find Craig and John. They're probably doing a really nice podcast sharing memories about Rene Rivera. Okay, this is real life as a kid (laughs) growing up in Encinitas fighting gators. So yesterday, like I thought it was some kind of joke when yeah. I come in because I put those days behind me. My gator fighting days I thought were over. And now all of a sudden, Sean Walcheff's sick idea of a joke. He's got a buddy with a big full-size gator on the grill. And they're like, well, what do you think? I said, you know what I think? I'd like some of that, please. <laughs> so they, And so I said to them, even though I already knew. Yeah. But I played the game. I go, look, if I asked you what it tastes like, I really don't want to hear that it tastes like chicken. Yeah. And they said, now listen to this combination. Doesn't this sound great? Okay. They said, well, it's kind of a combination of seafood and pork. I go, well, shit, give me two servings, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, I mean, if there's one thing you love, it's a shrimp and pulled pork sandwich. That's
0: true. That's true. I was like,
1: What? <laughs> And then I had Trotter, Tabitha Lipkin. Uh, Do they have it too? Heather Myers. Everybody did. Okay. Now I now I trusted all of them, and they said, uh, "I said, how is it?" They go, "You know what? It was pretty damn good." So I said, "Well, shit." Put me in the line, and I'm going to tell you guys right now. I really don't lie a lot. I I never fought a gator. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I never actually fought a gator. I'm sorry. Would you eat it again? No. <laughs> it felt like.
0: Was it as hard to chew as you'd think it would be? Yes. Shit. It felt like it was. you eating a shoe?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, sucks. I wanted to like it. Yeah. Like, I, I can't do, um, like, mussels or any of that slimy shit. Yeah. I don't want clams. I don't want any of that. Just, but this this looked like a man's meat. Yeah. Like, if they were cooking rattlesnake, I'd have eaten that shit yesterday, say too. That's like was chicken. A, eh, enough of that yeah. bullshit. Yeah, but if they were if they were cooking rattlesnake, me, Heather Myers, and Tabitha Lipkin were eating it. Yeah. And I was in, because I was like. Well, you got to do whatever they do. You can't look like the wuss oh, in front of those I would have been the tips. first one.
0: Yeah. But then they got to do it, too, right? Like, oh, okay, like, here didn't. you go.
1: They didn't hesitate at all. If it
0: was Sean, Jim, and you. You oh, you have to. probably said, do it. fuck it. Oh, really? Oh, I'm, yeah, you have to. I probably would have gone, fuck it. But if, if if it's Tabitha Lipkin and Heather Myers, I, of course I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. doing whatever they're doing.
1: Well, I wanted to do it first oh, yeah. to be the alpha.
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. you.
1: And then all of a sudden they've done it. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, I feel like Adam Rich. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell that means. The was, little
0: brother. I know who Adam Rich is. I'm <laughs>
1: cutting it is
0: enough. Why about, <laughs> would you have, eat it first and feel like Adam Rich?
1: No, I felt like if I eat it first, I'm Grant Goody. I'm oh, the guy sitting the table. I got you, I'm Grant Goody. Whatever that guy. I'm not. You got it right. You got it right. Down the fuck do you know the cast of eight is enough?
0: If I asked you the seventh president of the United States, is you couldn't tell me, but you just told no. me Grant Goody.
1: Grant Goody. <laughs> seventh president. I'm almost convinced was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> to check my work. Um, so you go and you get in a plastic cup. And I love the guy who made it. Uh, I think it was Larry's Barbecue. God, he was the coolest dude. Yeah. He was cool. And you bought it. You bit into it. And I know exactly why they described it as um, kind of like seafood. Because I'm not a big shrimp fan. And if you grill. Sh- really? Yeah, I'm not a big fan Surprised. of shrimp. Because if you bite into a shrimp, a shrimp can taste very veiny. Yeah. And, and kind of chewy like that. Kind of what the gator tasted like. But I'll tell you one thing. Daddy ain't no bitch. Daddy finished the gator. He didn't spit it out. He went for it. Ah.
0: Yeah, I'd have been right in. Your boy Grant Goodeve, how old do you think he is now?
1: It's a great question. He was, when I was a kid, he was about 44 on that show. <laughs> I'm going to grasp right now playing birthdays for Grant Goodeve. Grant Goodeve today is... Uh, 61 years old. Older. Really? 66. How old is Lanny O'Grady? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. I would have guessed this guy's
0: future exactly what he is. He's, oh, a, yeah. he's a he's a Christian music singer. Well, is that right? That's what he is. Living up in Seattle.
1: I would have guessed that he runs the Rexall drugstore in Fargo, <laughs> North Dakota. He's a pharmacist. <laughs> Handing out cough syrup. Yeah, samples. Sixty-six
0: years old with three kids.
1: Sixty-six. Yeah, hell of an actor. <laughs> Not really.
0: He was great he as Superman. The worst he was
1: terrible. Did he play Superman? No. When did he play Superman? I don't know. I thought he was the most recent Superman. No, wasn't. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I guarantee you, he felt like. I guarantee you, when they auditioned for Superman, the Christopher Reeve got. Grant Goody thought, this is me. This This is me. George Reeves was a big, overweight sack of shit sitting at the end of the bar eating hoagies. I'm 6'3", 141 pounds of twisted steel, and I'm going to get away from this bullshit show with Dick Van Patten, and I'm going to go out with Audrey Landers. (laughs) Here you go. He did a
0: movie last year.
1: He did a movie. He did a
0: movie last year. Hadn't done one since 2009. Did a movie last year.
1: Oh, my God. Who'd he beat out for that role? Well, Tom Wopat?
0: He played Mr. Cook in The Case for Christ. There I, you go. Well, I'd like to see that. <laughs> I bet you would. I did see one movie he was in right here. License to Drive, 1988. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. The Corey Haim? Yeah. <laughs> and both Corey's were in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. He was, the, he was the one that was the driving instructor for the dude's twin sister. The nice guy. Well,
1: I don't remember in the, the movie. I've lived a little bit of a full... You would you know, Do you know
0: who the smoking hot girl was? Remember he was chasing that one girl? Yes. Corey Ham was chasing?
1: Yes. Do you know who that was? Oh, man. It's like I can see the poster right now. Uh, 88. Yep. So who would have been kind of running wild in 88? Uh, I know it's not Alyssa Milano. Who nope. is it? Heather Graham. Heather, Heather Grant. Yeah. yeah. God dang. <laughs> All right. I'm is. not, you know what? I'd like to have Grant Goodyeve on this show just to talk about. No, I would not. I'd rather talk to Dale Murphy. What's happened to his young co stars from that movie? Oh my gosh. No kidding. Feldman, Haim. Yeah. Did he know that they were on the wrong side of the tracks yeah. when he was there with them? Did he do anything to intervene?
0: Dude, who would have guessed that Willis would be the last guy standing in Different Strokes?
1: Todd Bridges? Yeah,
0: he's the st- only. He was the guy that got in trouble first. He's the only guy still alive.
1: Got a hell of a singer. <laughs> he was not hell of a singer. I do
0: remember Different Strokes. It was that one episode where Janet Jackson was yeah. Todd Bridges' girlfriend, and they had to make it so the sister had a chance to sing because Janet Jackson couldn't carry a tune compared to her. I was like, really? It's a fucking show. She sang?
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus, is she, she as bad as Mosier? <laughs> I think Moser made a little bit more money. Mosier made more money, but God damn. God damn. it's my It's my girl, but oh, doctor. That Wayne Brady didn't get enough of that. No. All right, no. so uh, who else? What else? How did we get to Grant Goody? How did I bring him up? <laughs> I have no idea.
0: When I would have been a million dollars that there's no way in hell you're bringing up this guy. Yeah, who else? You brought up Adam wrench and then you jumped in. Oh, that's, what, that's what, it what it was. Yeah,
1: eating the gator. That's right. It eating comes gator. Back to the gator. Um Are we I, getting either one? Well, Heather Myers gets up early. Tabitha the Lipkin. We're getting her on. So nice, man. So nice and so fun. Yeah. Both of those two. Yeah. Just great. And yeah, they were they were really cool. And they were I, I just I dug it. They were really supportive. Of what Sean and everybody there was doing. Man, they had an amazing turnout. Amazing That's turnout. That's cool. Sam the cooking guy was there, did a cooking demonstration. Do you have any interest at all in that big green egg grill? Have you seen those no, things? I haven't seen this. Boy, that was pretty cool watching these guys. Just huge grill. It's kind of the it's kind of the new thing. And uh Trotter's got one. Ben, Ben and Chili Higgins have one. God, I had a great time with them too. And uh they were just talking about how, you know, cooks hickory wood chips and you do all these different things. They're really pretty cool. I think Cap's got one. I think Scott's got one. So um, it's a good week. We're going to see Scott on Wednesday. Yep. Talk about sided. I like how he does that, man. I do. I like how he does it, and I appreciate the support that he has always had for us and for this show. I, I like it. And I, I he, goddamn, man, I said to him the other day, he hustles as much as anybody and he wants to help us grow this brand and do it and i just said you know what man let's have some fun who has fun anymore right it was fun let's just have some fun and see if we can make it work and so uh i like what he's doing recited and the uh the the debate thing and having some fun on social media so we'll take a look at that that's coming up on wednesday um jim trotter in the garage next Sunday night. Cool for an NFL preview. NFL nice. Network's own Jim Trotter will be here, uh, and will he? I saw him yesterday. He's like, I was not expecting Dave to post that video to social media. Oh, He's like, whatever. <laughs> He's like, I just sent it to you to yeah. have fun. But yeah. uh, he was laughing. No, and, Jim's great. Um. So yeah, I talked to him. I saw him yesterday, and I said, Hey, can you come down before we get into the season? What a perfect time, right cool. after Week Three. Yeah. When things are filled out. So Jim will be in the garage on Sunday and I think that's it. There's really no update right now on bare knuckle boxing, but they're excited about doing work with us, which makes it exciting for me. Uh, we'll try to put that deal together. Cool. They have an event coming up this weekend, which will be fun. So uh second event they've put on, and I think they already have clearance on DirecTV and yeah. Dish. and Are they doing ads on DirecTV? No, I've not seen it yet. Okay. I feel like I feel like they said they have clearance on that. I'm okay. not 100% sure. But I love Ed Simpson, who's been a blast. And uh, and so we're going to try to figure out a way for Dave and I to be a part of Bare Knuckle, uh, Not something fighting. something else. No. You and I don't have to go fight Bobby Gunn, <laughs> the, the underground champion. I love these guys. Yeah. I said...
0: I'd love boxing. I mean, this will be really interesting.
1: Well, what he loves is I said to him, look, we'll take you a little bit behind the curtain. Um, because I don't think any other show does this. The thing that Ed and I have, Ed, Ed founded bare knuckle boxing. And years ago, there was an underground bare knuckle fighting circuit. And I think a handful of these, whether it was real sports or 60 minutes on showtime, um, the, They've done stories on these guys, and they call them smokers. It's an underground area, and you would just show up, and guys would build the circle. I mean, it looked like the old Clint Eastwood movie. And two guys would get in the middle, and they'd go at it. And uh, one of the guys that that was legendary underground was a guy named Bobby Gunn. And Ed, uh, my buddy Ed Simpson, and Bobby Gunn really ran these things and did it. Well, they've started for like the last four years, kind of putting together a business plan, because there's a little bit of a vibe that maybe the USC has got, uh, UFC, excuse me, has gotten a little stagnant. It's just gotten a little stagnant. And as Ed will tell me all the time, I said, you know what it is, Jeff? People just like a fight. Yeah. People just like a real fight. But if you see the way it is on YouTube, the presentation's very clean. There is a referee involved. Um, they can tape their hand, but the tape ends about one inch below the knuckle. And so it's basically a, a bare knuckle thing.
0: They should make them fight in blue jeans.
1: Right? No yeah. shirt?
0: Yeah. No shirt. Just go blue
1: jeans. And maybe uh, a gold chain around their neck? Like that, thinking? Why don't you calm down? Why do just keep your ideas? Ideas like that you can keep to yourself. Okay. How would Clint would make it? He'd do it just like that. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't two guys that have a score to settle at the Kenny Chesney concert, all right? This is Bobby yeah. Gunn, underground champion. We'll scramble you like an egg. So uh, I love Ed, yeah. man. I've had so many conversations with him, and we just hit it off. And uh, I said, look, man, Dave and I want to tell the stories. Yeah. I want to tell the stories of who these people are, what they're all about. And I said, here's what we're going to do different. It's easy to tell the story the days leading into the fight. I want to talk to the guys the day after the fight that deal with that feeling of, hey, is your phone still ringing? Like how many calls did you get on Thursday and how many calls did you get on Monday? Yeah. And who calls you and what do you hear? And what's it like going through the airport? And how sore are you? And what happened? Walk me through it. What happened? And just tell those stories about these guys who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's ever done it. And he goes, I'm in. He goes, I'm in. So let's. Uh, That's cool. I thought down. I've
0: always been the, uh, more of a, even a boxing fan when UFC has started to take over. I was one of those guys who just loved boxing. I'll tell you a funny story. Well, kind of funny because obviously my dog and, and you always have a good relationship. My dog yeah. can't wait for Jeff to get here. She'll sit there in the front of the yard and wait for Jeff's car to drive up. Yeah. So I was, I named her Sugar because of being a boxer. Yeah. And so I was walking her today, a dog walking right at us looked just like her. Same dark face, the whole deal. And both dogs looked at each other like, what the fuck? Like I'm looking into a mirror. Yeah. yeah. As they got closer to each other, they both kinda stopped and I asked the guy, I said, Hey, what's your dog's name? Canelo was the dog. Oh, was, no way. Oh, that's <laughs> the great. The guy named the dog Canelo. But anyway, that that was that was interesting. But that to see two dogs that recognized each other it was kind of strange that they both just froze. Not in anger. Not yeah. sniffing each other, just Am I looking into a mirror or is this a different dog? It was kind of funny.
1: Well, I'll I'll end with you on this. So our friend uh, Mosher, who we talk often about, our intern that uh, shares a lot of similarities with me is currently in Portland. So I had sent her a message last night just checking in. And when she doesn't check back, I've already told her, I go, it freaks me out a little yeah. bit. Just say, hey, everything's good. So I sent her a message. I go, hey, I'm just checking in. You good? And I didn't hear back from her. So I said to her today, I go, look, I'm gonna tell you something. I don't like your little attitude that I'm getting ignored. So here's what I've done. I said, I took 42 pocket mirrors and I've gone to the Kmart in Ramona and I've put them next to the beta fish tanks. All the beta fish tanks, because betas hate each other. Yeah. And I said, as I was walking away, the only sound I could hear was the soft thud of little fish heads hitting the side of the plastic. And I said, there are 71 beta fish that are dealing with concussions <laughs> yes, right now. It's all on her. Because of you. And I said, that's on you. And she wrote me back and she said, I am so sorry. We're going to the beach. I'll write you. I'll get back to you this afternoon. And I said, well, that's great. I'm currently trying to divide 14 Excedrin into 71 tiny little doses. <laughs> so good on you. Now I'll probably get What's an wrong with you. I'll probably get an email. Peta yeah. And Pam Anderson. I did. I've never wrestled a gator, and I've never bitten a live gator, and I did not put any wink, wink, pocket mirrors. But I don't even know. I've seen that Kmart Ramona. Do you think they sell betas there? Who knows? Is there a
0: Kmart still in Ramona? Is there still yeah. a Kmart?
1: Yeah. Okay. It's still there. It's still there. All right. Um, <laughs> on Twitter, hey, if you want to sponsor the show. Yeah. We've not mentioned anything about sponsors recently. We'd love to have you. Hit us up. Uh, uh, you can send me a message, dots at yahoo.com. You can send one to Dave, Dave Palais at yahoo.com. Dave, I found our guy. It was Idiot Savant. Our boy Idiot Savant is the guy currently overseas with the militaries in Iran right now. And uh, I sent him a note today. Remember last night yeah. we were trying to figure out who it was? Uh, it's our boy Idiot Did he
0: send me the address?
1: No, can you calm down? Is well, I need been, the goddamn address. I understand that. But if There's, I just
0: write Idiot Savant and send it out, probably not going to get to
1: him. Send it to Iran. Starts so a world war. Good evening, I'm Brian Williams. <laughs> we'll go live to Iran. Who called us <laughs> Idiot Savant? <laughs> Who is it? There's a deep that we're all looking for in Chula Vista. Let's go live to Jeff. Well, I told him don't send it asshole (laughs) dude.
0: with this shirt this would be good for the brand
1: (laughs) Uh, that's it we are completely oh right now so here's the thing the charities are all paid out we're good everything's fine i'll see everybody this week they'll all get their check um we do have what do we have left shirt wise we do have
0: shirts i just don't have the double x's right now but i have everything else
1: all right are we doing I've had a couple people ask, are we going to do another run of shirts? Yes, or, we can or are we do gonna, this. No, we, we can
0: g- do this. If people tell us what they want, we can do it.
1: All right. So we'll figure it out. 20 bucks each, yep. I feel like, right? Covers the cost, uh, and we'll get you taken care of. No we'll problem get, at all. You'll we'll love get the shirt. Figure it out. Yep.
0: Yeah, you'll absolutely love it. All right. We'll see you guys on Sunday with Jim Trotter. Thank you.